Hey everybody, welcome to BAMCast Extra, episode 38. Yeah. It's the last week of BAMF camp. Oh no. I know. We have yeah. to go home now. We do. What do we do? <laughs> what do we do with our lives at this point? Uh, Nothing else to do. I guess we have to say goodbye to our friends and say we'll see you again next year. Maybe, I guess. Or something. Yeah, we should say goodbye. But we should all say hello, because our names are Chuck. <laughs> <laughs> and Harlow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> da, 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 da. That's a bit. Yeah. Uh, it's good that we introduce ourselves last week at camp. Hi. Hi. Yes. Welcome to the last week. We've got two, uh, not traditional camp movies, but they both had camp in the title. That's true. So they counted <laughs> towards our goal. We watched 1986's Space Camp uh-huh. and 2016's Dance Camp. Mm-hmm. So what we're going to do to make Harlow happy is talk about them in reverse chronological order. I like to end on more positive notes. <laughs> we're going to talk and about... I'm not trying to spoil anything, <laughs> but that's probably not super positive possible with uh, 2016's Dance Camp. Which is where we're going to start. Okay. Let's talk about 2016's Dance Camp. Hey, guess what it is? What? It's a YouTube Red original movie. It is. You know what that means? What? It fucking sucks. Oh. Oh. Oh, dear. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> Spoilers, y'all. Yeah, uh, Dance Camp 2016 made for the YouTube Red subscription deal, whatever YouTube Red is. I don't know. I really, I don't understand what it is they're trying to do. I, I, I guess it's a way to create original content and wall it off from sell the rest it, of the shit. I guess, yeah, because yeah, like this is not available on physical media. You can't get it. You can only stream it on YouTube. Uh, 4K, by the way, it, it is in 4K. So, so. That's the first thing I've watched in 4K for <laughs> BAMFcast related. Yeah. How about that? Uh, sweet. <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's let's just give a quick synopsis of the overall film Dance Camp. Yeah. And then we can just jump to right to... I looked up like two or three people in it. I assume everyone in this is on YouTube and some other channel. The main kid is an actual actor. Oh, he's, okay. He's, he has credits. He has done things. Okay. I just... I, I looked up, like, I was like, who the, f- I mean, yeah. who is anybody in this movie? And I started looking up, I was like, oh, they're, they're a YouTuber. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, okay, they're a YouTuber. Yeah. Which makes sense. You want to put your, put uh, your YouTubers, this is like those, those TV movies where they would put all the, the, the hot sitcom stars together. Yeah, and- that worked so well last time we did one of those. <laughs> yeah, that was not good. Um, but yeah, so Dance Camp is, so there's a kid named Hunter. Mm-hmm. His mom has a small little dance studio where they do, like, Zumba for seniors or whatever. Mm -hmm. And she goes on a date one night, and he decides, let's have a party in the studio. Which, of course, goes horribly wrong, because that's what happens anytime you throw a party. Yeah, kids don't don't mingle and procreate. Right. So, basically, blah, 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 he gets sentenced to 100 days of community service because there's, like, a fight at the party and underage drinking and, you know, Mm -hmm. shenanigans. Mm -hmm. PG-13 related shenanigans. Right. And so he gets sentenced to 100 days of community service. The mom gets to pick where the community service is going to be fulfilled. And she picks, uh, she has an old friend who has a dance camp. And so he will be sent to dance camp to earn 100 hours of service. Yeah. Her old friend, Chris Jericho. <laughs> because of his scarf. <laughs> sure. <laughs> okay. Yes. He has a scarf. It's not actually Chris Jericho. I'm no. just saying. No, it's... no, no. There's no one in this no. that you will recognize. No. Unless you are, of course, 14, and you probably know all these people because right, yeah. you're watching YouTube Red all day. Mm-hmm. 
What's wrong with you? Yeah. So this kind of follows the basic, you know, structure of kid doesn't want to be here is just having nothing to do with anything. But there's so much dancing around. And just one day he's like, I can dance. I'm dancing. (laughs) (laughs) He's just he's cleaning the floor somewhere and he's just, hey, check this. He's he's spent a lot of time like, fuck y'all. This dancing is stupid. I don't want any part of this. And then all of a sudden he's like, I can totally dance. Right. By dance, it really just kind of means put his hand on his chest and move his head around. And he's pop- he's good. He's Yeah, he's popping and locking yes. fairly well. Uh, yeah. But he there's a whole dance troupe of pop and lockers that uh-huh. he just walks by and goes, oh, fuck y'all. Uh- <laughs> and that proceeds to pretty much do that. Yeah. Now, I mean, it's someone would probably correct me that it's like a subset of popping and locking uh-huh. because I can't I can't fucking remember what it's called. But there's that one dude. There's like, um, I think I think the dude's Asian, and it was like a famous YouTube video, mm-hmm. um, like world's greatest dancer or something like that. That guy dances a lot like that, where okay. it's just like super unnatural robot moves, where I can like dislocate shoulders yeah. and shit. It's that style of like popping and locking, not your traditional like just doing no robot it's like, shit. Look how double jointed I am, right? And yeah, look yeah. at the way all my bones move that they shouldn't do, and right. things like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it is revealed that he can dance, and then one thing leads to another, and he ends up with the ragtag group of misfits, and it, the, the the camp basically is nothing but a build-up to the big dance battle. Uh-huh. Everyone gets off into troops, and they compete. Yeah. Now, okay, I said this movie sucks, and I'm, I'm sticking by that. I will <laughs> say, however, the movie gets better towards the end, because... The first section of this movie is super insufferable. I mean, there, there's a lot about this movie that's insufferable. However, the introductory parts. There's a lot of social media bullshit in this. Yeah. And it's like, I kind of feel like this is someone slightly too old for this stuff, writing it, mm-hmm. thinking this is what kids are doing all the time. Sure. And they're mostly right, but it's still insufferable. Either it's 100% accurate in which oh my god, this fucking sucks, Uh or they're pushing it a little too far in which it's like, okay, you're out of touch. They're not that crazy. They're not throwing up a hashtag symbol for every fucking thing they say. Sure. (laughs) Yeah, okay. So, I mean, just just the introductory phase is like, is really annoying Mm -hmm. because I I think I texted you that like I had to take my first break. Like I paused the movie and was like like 13 minutes in. Yeah, and I was like, how much longer is left? (laughs) And this is only like an hour and 20 minute movie. Yeah. Um, so it was like, I had to take a break, walk away and just like, all right, I can do this. Um, and I think I described it as it's a movie full of people that failed their Nickelodeon auditions. Maybe. Um, because that's like how they were coming out where it's like, everyone was like, I am a big personality. Look at me. (laughs) You know, like I have this quirky thing that I do. Yep. And then it was just like one after another. And it was like fucking shit. It settles down. And then when it settles down and it's like, because it's weird. They, they spend so much time introducing the different cliques and the counselor and the weird like head counselor guy, like the guy that runs the camp and there's a counselor dude who's like super obsessed with Michael Jackson. And then <laughs> like all of that seems like, yeah. why'd you spend so much time doing this other than they're probably other YouTube people and you're like, they need their five minutes in this movie? Mm-hmm. Because like once he actually gets into his little ragtag, like we're going to be the dance troupe, those people are all a lot better. Yes, I will say like they're they're much more understated and not so like I am doing a thing crazy character pew pew yeah you know um 
So, Although I will say it's a little strange that the the ragtag group seems to have a lot of personality types that just seem to be aping the office. Like there's a Mindy Kaling character. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't even really put that together, but yeah, you're the, right. the guy from Silicon Valley who was on the office for a while is the the lanky nerdy kid kind of type. It's you know yeah, just okay. awkward with a horrific backstory kind of thing. Is just everything is strange, but. Sure. It was just weird that it was just like, oh, okay, guys, come on. Yeah. We've all seen The Office. Sure. I mean, like I said, I'm not saying this movie gets good. No, I'm just no, saying I, it, like, it gets less mm-hmm. horrible once you're like actually kind of following this one troop. And they had, you know, it just felt like the first 20 minutes of the movie was everybody pop in like like everybody was the wacky neighbor on a shitty t- sitcom. Yeah. Like just, hey, I'm this guy. I do this. And anyway, so <laughs> you've got lanky kid that you're talking about like yeah. the, the the nerdy kid is like the only reason that he's at dance camp is because he's been to every camp it sounds like he's so insufferable his parents are just shipping him off every summer to every camp they can possibly find yeah and he's here because he loves ddr and yes. that's the only style of dancing he knows mm-hmm. um yeah i mean this, this group i mean this is all based it's kind of like that episode of south park where they just put together the the the, the you got Su- serve parody of south park where they they basically put together this total ragtag group of people who all have different styles and right. somehow try to come together at the end. Yeah, it, it's... Yeah. So, their main competition... <laughs> like, this guy is so fucking ridiculous. I'm not even hardly going to be able to talk about him without <laughs> laughing. Um, Lance. Lance. and Lance Camp. <laughs> Lance, whose troop was originally called e- Equals MC Squared, but that eventually is called... E equals MC. We don't have to be good at math because we're great at dancing squared by the end of the movie. <laughs> I hate that I remember that. <laughs> that wasn't a note. <laughs> they have that written on the back of their jackets. Yeah. Which is <laughs> and every time they're announced, the announcer is just like, uh. yeah, by the time they get to the end. Yeah. And he's Mr. Like, I'm super popular on social media because and that, I will say if there's a funny thing to be had in this movie, it's that this guy thinks he's fucking awesome and he's got what was it like 130,000 followers? Yeah. It was less than that. Something like that. I mean, yeah. it's just, it's like, it's sure. That's a lot of followers for being a shit heel that you are, but that's <laughs> not fucking like no. Demi Lovato numbers or something like that. Like no. this guy's not world fucking famous or some shit. No, he's, you know? he's drinking his own Kool-Aid. He's right. just totally, but it's still, every time he walks in, they're all like, Oh, it's Lance. Yeah. And like hashtags pop up on the screen. Like, <laughs> Oh my God, look at him. His abs are so hot. And, you know, which I'll be honest, like, this dude's a little doughy to be going about his abs. Like, he's not in awful shape. No, but, but he's not ripped either. He's not fucking Channing Tatum or something <laughs> no. like where it's like, you know. Yeah, his shirt's off a lot, and you're like, I don't know. I like, feel like a few sit-ups, I could be like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just, it's it's a little I mean, weird. He's like, all right. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, I mean, don't I, write his letters I, I am not him. I'm just saying <laughs> for the, the fawning that he receives in this movie, it's like, yeah. There's a lot of dudes with better abs than this guy. <laughs> like I did like so his introduction is part of the insufferable montage mm-hmm. of social media, but when all the things are popping up that people are commenting on as he's walking through the scene, one thing just pops up and says dad headband, which made me laugh for no good reason. Sure. Just like <laughs> who is right? Dad headband. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, but it's like, a lot of stuff like that. So like he's like the part of that E equals MC squared troop that's like won the whatever battle of the dance or whatever the fuck it was. Yeah, two years in a row. Th- th- he's going for his third. Right. Because no one's ever won three years in a row. Sure. So he's got to win. And it just, it goes into 
the 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 dude who runs the camp makes a deal with Hunter, who's the lead character, which is basically like, look, why don't you you know let out your your baby, uh, James Brown, and uh, which he, that'll count towards your community service. Later has to explain like way later in the movie because like yeah, when he, he's known his mom for his long time and yeah. like he has some video of him dancing when he was a little kid like James Brown. Yep, and it's like. He kind of just keeps saying this before you like find the evidence, and it's like, and rightfully so, the guy kind of comments like when he pops the video cassette in, which he does kind of make it like, do you even know what this? Do you is? even know what this is? Yeah. <laughs> and he pops it in, and like he's and he's like, you just have a video of me dancing as a yeah. little kid in your office. That's kind of creepy. Yeah. So Hunter is okay. The thing, the thing I like about this movie is that Hunter, the main character, is kind of floating above this movie commenting on everything about how stupid it is especially whenever lance gets up in his face he's just like it, it's like a happy gilmore type levels of like lance will say something stupid and, mm-hmm. you know it's like oh is we're so on fire you're gonna need a match it's like why would i need a match it's like to not burn yourself he's like are you listening to what you're saying <laughs> what on earth does that mean and lance is just like ah forget it so he's doing that the whole time but then when it comes time to dance with a choreographed group he sucks. He's he's not doing it right. Mm-hmm. And he has to kind of learn to not just be this floating above everything, commenting on everything. He has to actually join the group. That's kind of okay. Right. Um, but then it just gets into the whole, like, it gets, okay. It, it, the, the conflict that happens towards the end of this is really stupid and only exists for sake of conflict, which is eventually like the the bitchy girl who wants nothing to do with him decides she wants everything to do with him and they make out in the woods or whatever and then right before the final dance number she's like yeah you know what let's never do that again i don't want any part of that to which he's just like well fuck this place I, mm-hmm. my community service hours are done i'm i'm out of here yeah cuz it is so very much a movie like okay <laughs> like when i see something this this dumb mm-hmm. like the the part of me that's read a screenwriting book or two starts kicking in yeah where I start going, that's dumb. And then I go, because like there's there's this logical part of me where like I kind of study human behavior. And then there's like the here's the rules of screenwriting thing right. to get to, from point A to B to C. Uh-huh. Um, so Ivan, the, the the head guy of the camp, yeah. basically tells him right before the big competition, hey, your hours are up. Yeah. Which I think was supposed to be like a test that he was giving him of mm-hmm. like, does he does he actually care? It sure came across as, like, a really stupid thing for Ivan to do. Right. Just, like, (laughs) after the thing, say, okay, your time is up. Do you want to stick around? But at that point, you probably wouldn't because the thing is done. But, yes, between, um, what's her name? Cheyenne, the the head girl of the... Their dance troupe, which is by which incidentally is called TBD. Yes. They decided they liked (laughs) that instead of, like, giving it an actual name. Yeah. Um, Anywho, (laughs) uh, yeah, she's she does this weird thing where it's, like, you know, yeah, we we got together and now maybe maybe not so much. So she sets up the possibility of like, well, you know, maybe this was the only thing he was sticking around for, coupled with counselor guys like, hey, your hours up and, and his friends show up and we're like, we're breaking you out. Let's get out of here. And he's like, oh, and right. they basically they must have drove off for like 20 minutes long enough for <laughs> them to lose. Lo- yeah, basically <laughs> to have like a, a forfeit, because yeah. for whatever reason, even though he joined the troop late, not having the full troop meant they were disqualified. Sure. Um. And so, yes, they lose to Lance by default. and Nobody ever even has to dance. Um, yep. So, of course, Lance comes out and is like, I'm awesome. Three years in a row. Woo. 
Lance Camp. <laughs> yeah. And uh, <laughs> suck it, the rest of you. <laughs> and then you know uh, he shows up, of course, just late, late enough to basically be like I'm here. And they're yeah. like, no, you're too late. No, we already you, lost. You bailed. And they all walk away sadly. Yeah. And she's also the Cheyenne is also just like, and I saw you kiss that girl. Right. It's like, wait, you just said you want nothing to do with me, and that was the worst timed thing you could have ever done. So you have no right to get upset at me about that. But mm-hmm. he's just basically like. Oh well, and then yeah, he, I didn't kiss back, blah blah blah. And, yeah, and I'm here now. So yes, anyway, he eventually goes to Lance and is like, "Hey, I challenge you, you know, for the, not necessarily for the trophy, just I challenge you." Yeah, and the guy's like, "Whatever, we already won." And he's like, "Oh, you're gonna back down from a challenge now?" Yeah, and, and everyone in his crew is is recording this, right. and streaming it or whatever. So he's like, "You're gonna back down in front of your live streaming yourself, tens and, of fans." Yeah. So that they have to put on like this impromptu Blair Witch style <laughs> thing in the woods where they they secretly dance, but yet don't like they for the longest time. They're like, we got to be quiet. You don't want to wake Ivan. But then it's just like fucking dance, you know, and it's mm-hmm. just explosions, explosions and shit going off. So I don't know what the point of that was, but they have a big dance battle at the end. And guess who wins? Uh, Lance. No, no, no. Damn it. <laughs> the other group wins. Oh, TBD. Yeah. And Lance gets to made look like a fool. Right. Because he pushes one of his dancers out of the way and everyone's yeah. like, boo. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's it's kinda, a. It's, a, it's one of those movies. It's a super low rent step up. <laughs> I was going to say this movie. Okay. Let me. Let me. I'll just. Let's go ahead and rate this. And okay. Um, this movie is basically like an asylum version of step up, but made competently. Somewhat. Yes. Okay, I went Com- into this... Compared to an Asylum movie, perhaps. Yes. yes, I went into this. I saw YouTube Red made for YouTube. I was like, Christ, this is going to be one of the least technical masterpieces I've ever seen. As someone who has seen a lot of low-budget filmmaking of the past 10 years, mm-hmm. this is surprisingly good. The filmmaking, yes. I'm it's, saying the acting quality and yeah, storytelling is not But so it's much. like lit well. It's mm-hmm. edited well. There's music throughout. It's it's a well-done one of these for a low-rent step-up knockoff. Well, I, all right. So I'm not interrupting you, but I... I by virtue of us having a YouTube Red account, I, I popped around to a couple other things. Yeah. They're all really well made. Okay. So you, you So there's a you, studio out YouTube there. YouTube must be they must like have a studio where they are all based and they're essentially employees okay. of YouTube because they had to have known if they the quality all, wasn't there, no one. They all generally have this like it looks better than you okay. would think it should. Well, so that's good. That's somebody good. they must have hired somebody and it's just shooting all of these things. Fair enough. For certain family reasons and things like that, I've seen a lot of Disney Channel live action programming. Mm -hmm. And that shit is fucking insufferable. Okay. And I was expecting that level or worse from this. And this is better than that. Okay. So I have seen worse than this. I have, I have been in rooms where I was like, there's nothing I can't leave. I have to sit here and this is going on and it's fucking terrible. This, and I'll admit like you kind of set me up a little bit for it. Like when you were like, this is fucking garbage. And I was like, I may have gone into this with a little hint of how garbage can it be. Mm-hmm. I was with you for the first 15 minutes. I was like, this social media stuff has to stop. Mm-hmm. I can't stand this, but it does even out. I think some of the kids are good actors. I think the the Hunter kid is is surprisingly charming in his role, being above everything. Everybody can dance really well. It, it reminded me of a lot of the dumb dance movies we did for, you know, the second half thing we did a while back. Mm-hmm. 
I think it's totally it's Chuck Fine. This movie for me is Chuck Fine. I'm giving it one jocks, a cautionary one jocks. Like if you're in the market for one of these, this is fine. Yeah. I wouldn't say, hey, you want to go watch a fun, good movie, go watch Dance Camp. I'm not saying that. But if this is what you're after, if you're mm-hmm. doing a dance movie thing, this is totally fine. Sure. Totally fine. Um, I, I will say I, I, I am going to rate it higher than like my initial thoughts on this were going to be. Because, like I said, when this fired up, it was like, oh, dear God, <laughs> what? have we done uh-huh. like there was there was just a lot for my age brain to get over about this whole thing it's totally not for us right this movie is we are not yeah, the yeah. audience for this movie so i'm gonna give it two bags to the streets um <laughs> but th- that's because i kind of came around with a, a little bit on it like yeah. it's not as awful as the first 20 minutes or so um yeah, yeah it, it, it's it's weird because it, it it's strange because there is some really good dancing in it and then there's some that's not so much yeah and and it's just kind of weird that it's it's so imbalanced at times um, well you couldn't have them all be great dancer dancers because the competition would look stupid right right <laughs> um yeah like that first round they spend a lot of time on this kind of very mediocre dance group and you're just like eh, what yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so i, I just as a slight cautionary tale, because I, I have no idea what YouTube Red costs. I don't know if there's like a trial. I don't. I, I really have never really investigated it prior to this. Mm-hmm. If it costs anything more than four dollars a month, do not give them any money because <laughs> I there's just there there's a real dearth of content on there, and I, I understand like I, I assume it gives you like ad free viewing of everything else. I think it does. Yeah. So I mean. I think that's I think this is like the early days of Amazon Prime. This is like a sub benefit. Sure, yeah. I think the main benefit is no ads. Um you can like I think you can I know I've seen it pop up on my phone to where like if you have YouTube Red and you're listening to a song, mm-hmm. it'll keep playing once you close the browser. Oh, okay. That kind of dumb thing. So yes. it's got a bunch of So you know, I mean, I'm I'm just cautionary to your like tentative one jocks of like recommend like I'm not saying I'm saying only because of where it is, don't go out of your way to see this. You know, like I, I and basically overall saying don't bother watching this, yeah. but I'm saying like even if you're like, well, I, now I'm kind of curious, this is not worth jumping through any kind of hoop for any kind of money to see because yeah, there's just not much else out there. It's ten dollars um, a month. Holy shit, really? <laughs> yeah. What? I know. Wow. <laughs> okay, so I mean I, I will admit I'm like I'm the kind of person I, I I try not to turn on people when they get more popular. Mm-hmm. Um, and dear God, like signing up for something like YouTube Red sure sure seems to fit that bill. Like I like Rhett and Link. They have a show that's on YouTube Red. Okay. I watched a little bit of it, and it, that's where I was saying like, oh, it looks like they were shot with the same like same camera, same quality, everything. I, I like what they do. I think what they do is pretty funny. There's just not a lot else on there, like gotcha. from a con like a content thing. Like there's so many other streaming services like. You could sign up for Brown Sugar. It's oh yeah, it's black exploitation streaming. That's four dollars. Yeah, a month. there's Curiosity Stream. That's like four dollars a month, yeah. and it's all the fucking like Discovery Channel things from the old days of like I actually want to learn shit. There's a lot better. <laughs> I'm saying there's a lot better things you could be spending ten dollars a month on than this yeah. bullshit. Um, I, I will say when when I was investigating how the hell we were going to watch this movie, right. uh, I just went to the YouTube Red Splash page, and it was like, "Do you want three free months?" And uh, I was like, "Yeah, all right, okay." So all right, well, so. 
if you're curious, yeah, there you go. Yeah. But I'm, you know, I'm. You're gonna probably come back at us and be like, "What the hell are you talking about? This is a five bagger." Because yeah, yeah, it's a it's a dumb little movie. Every review I went and read was just people were. It was the same reaction of people who watched Monster Trucks who were just mm-hmm. like, "This is the worst garbage ever." And it's like, you guys really need to watch more stuff. <laughs> yeah, you really do. So, um, yeah. but yeah, that's that's not a particularly good movie. Dance Camp. Mm-hmm. So. Let's talk about a movie. I don't know if it's a particularly good movie either, but it's probably got a lot of nostalgia going for it. Uh, 1986's Space Camp, mm-hmm. which I'm assuming both of us watched all the time as kids. I honestly didn't watch it all the time. I know I've seen it, mm-hmm. um, but like I think this might have been this might have been a watch once on a rental and never again kind of deal. Okay, for me. like there are things I I clearly remember. So. Yeah, we'll we'll talk more about it as as we talk through the movie. But okay. like, there are scenes in this movie that I have a very distinct memory of for whatever reason. Okay. So, Space Camp, nineteen eighty six, uh, has kind of a troubled backstory because it was going to come out around the same time that the Challenger exploded, mm-hmm. which caused them to say, "Well, I don't think we can put this out right now." Uh, so it came out eight or ten months later, mm-hmm. and they just kind of dumped it out there. Nothing direct correlation to the Challenger or anything like that. It, no. it, it's just it involves a space shuttle and a incident that happens with it. It's basically a bunch of kids go to a space camp and they have adventures. And then all of a sudden shit gets real <laughs> in some very convoluted, ridiculous ways. Yeah. Um, yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's let's just run through some of the notables here because there's a lot of people in this cast uh kate capshaw is the lead she's uh playing an astronaut who just keeps getting passed over she's married to tom scarrett mm-hmm. who is a, a johnny cool guy astronaut he's probably been to space a bunch of times and it's just like hey he went to the moon yeah that's he right. walked on the moon that's right. so she says moon, like yeah. I, I don't want to be the only one in this family that's yeah. walked on the moon it's like lady you're going to be because this is the 80s and we stopped going to the moon a long time ago <laughs> yeah just, <laughs> no one's going to the moon lady <laughs> yeah. um but yeah he's just you know like chin up you know, you're going to you're going to do some spacing soon. But until then, why don't you come help me out at space camp? And then it's a bunch of kids and you pretty much know all these kids from a million different things. There's Leah Thompson, uh, Kelly Preston, Larry B. Scott, Joaquin Phoenix, when he was known as Leaf. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Tate Donovan, for some reason, who I've seen, I don't know, in like five movies in the last two weeks. Not on purpose. Yeah, I know. It's weird how that happens, isn't it? <laughs> I just everything is like, oh, Tate Donovan's in this. Also, I wonder what he's up to. <laughs> also, like that. I think he had an introducing credit on this movie. Maybe he did, which is not his first movie. <laughs> no, <laughs> but anyway, yeah. Um, and there's some some other people in smaller roles along the way, but uh, yeah, John Locke's in it. Uh huh. Yeah, he is. It, it was at one point where I was like, I'm hearing John Locke's voice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's happening? And then finally, it's like they better fucking show John Locke in this, and there he is, Terry O'Quinn. So, mm-hmm. um. Yeah, so it's, you know, it. everyone shows up for Space Camp. Space Camp is not located where I think Space Camp is actually located. It's in Alabama. This seems to be in Florida. Wait, they were in Alabama. Wait, yeah. I the was actual say- Space Camp is in oh, Alabama. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's in I think this movie yeah. just pretends they're right there at Cape Canaveral because... Yeah, definitely. Yeah, because they just, at one point, just roll up over to the launch pad and are just like, here we are, and it's like... Oh, no. yeah, no, this is clearly filmed in Kennedy Space Center. Okay. So... You know, it's 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 just a a bunch of kids with varying degrees of smartness wanting to do certain things. Also, varying degrees of interest it would seem in being at space camp is like yeah, some I people mean, really want to be there. Look, I, just painting the backstory uh-huh. as a kid who was born in the seventies and grew up in the eighties, 
I wanted to go to space camp like you can't fucking believe. Yes. Like, yep. I like now as a grown man, I, I think I would have murdered a man to go to space camp. Like, I honestly think I would have. Damn. Like, <laughs> that's how much I wanted to go to space camp. Yeah. I had the, the space shuttle technical manual mm-hmm. with all the schematics and shit in it. I don't know why, but like, I read that thing a bunch and yeah, space camp would have been my jam. Totally. Yeah. I'm just so just throw that out there. Like, yeah. These kids that are like, oh, space camp. I'm like, fuck you, kid. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah I, I will punch you in the face if you're not interested about going to space camp. Yeah. Well, space camp should be filled with nothing but people that really want to be at space camp. Absolutely. But I would say most of them do want to be there. It's Tate Donovan who doesn't. He's made a deal with his parents that he would get a sweet Jeep mm-hmm. in exchange for going to space camp because he's just he's he doesn't. That care. motherfucker got it good twice. <laughs> yeah, he did. And then he ends up with Leah Thompson, which is just like, yeah. fuck you, Tate Donovan. Yeah. Which words I never thought I'd say. No. He seems like an affable guy. I mean, he's, I'm sure well, he's fine. All right. Fuck you, <laughs> Kevin Donaldson. Okay, How yes. about that? Okay, no, it's fine. not Tate Donovan's fault. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, he's he's just kind of a... He's just kind of a nihilist 80s kid. He's just like, eh, we're all probably going to get nuked anyway. What, mm-hmm. I don't want to be here. I don't... Yeah, the cold word like reached a point where yeah. everyone was just like I just can't even be bothered to care anymore yeah he, he it's, it's not like he didn't want to be there but he also didn't want to be there he was just like I could be riding around in my sweet jeep I just want to get this over with so right. Leah Thompson is like I want I am a pilot I want to be a pilot I want to be an astronaut I'm going to space she is like the poster child for going to fucking space camp yeah this uh, movie also wants us to think that Leah Thompson is not attractive there's there's a scene where Kelly Preston is like, oh, right, you know, yeah. you need to be attractive, Leah Thompson. And she's like, I'll never be attractive. And it's like, the fuck movie magic are you trying to convince me of movie? Yeah, um, and she wasn't even wearing glasses. No. Or didn't you have no, paint no, on overalls, her overalls? You know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was like a weird, like, dorm room girls scantily clad at space camp. I'm like, what the fuck is yeah. this? Oh, yeah. <laughs> know your audience. Yeah. Um, but uh, Kelly Preston is like, looks like Valley Girl mall shopper, but yeah. has a photographic memory. And she apparently has read every science thing ever. Mm-hmm. And she'll just spout it off and just be like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> like, I remember that. Yeah. I remember everything. Which, at one point, Leah Thompson asked her, like, what you got on SATs? It's like, 800. Mm-hmm. Perfect score. And Leah Thompson's like, good. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, so Joaquin Phoenix, he's, like, he's not really supposed to be there. He's supposed to be in, like, junior space camp, but he, like, everyone kind of weasels their way into certain positions in this movie, and no one ever questions it. It's just like, all right, then, I guess you're here now, so whatever. And he, uh, he finds a robot friend. He does. Named Jinx. Mm Mm-hmm. It's, it's like a BB-8, but on a tripod. Sure, um, it's it, it's PB8 that propels himself via like a connect set or no no a uh, rector set yeah like legs yeah like yeah connects are the newer things right that Lego bullshit yeah um but no it's like a rector set legs that it supposedly is propelling itself around with mm-hmm. um also by the way if you're gonna make a robot that might may or may not work on your space equipment. <laughs> Don't call it Jinx. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a bad. That's if bad, that's an acronym, that's bad. That's if a, it's that's a bad name. Yeah, I mean, but they do say early on, like, yeah, we couldn't get this thing to work now. It just tools around here and, and hands us things. <laughs> Still, <laughs> I know astronauts are kind of superstitious people. Yeah, um, yeah. Don't don't yeah. name your like top secret robot Jinx. Hey Jinx, do you have a stick of Beeman's? And you know, <laughs> then Jinx blows the rocket up. <laughs> Oops. <Yeah. laughs> I guess I have the wrong stuff. Yeah. 
Uh, Jinx is voiced by Frank Welker because, of course, he is. Mm-hmm. And it's Frank Welker doing Saturday morning cartoon voice. And that's misstep number one with this thing. It's it's just got that. I can't quite place which Saturday morning car- cartoon character it is, but it's just like. You should look through his IMDb and see if you can pick it out. Oh, sure. There's only nine million listings. I'm sure I'll figure <laughs> it out. But yeah, he's just he's just kind of doing that voice where it's just like, ah, all right. Um, I'm going to say right now, I'd seen this movie a few times. Mm-hmm. hadn't seen it in 20, 30 years, maybe. I completely, totally blocked out this robot character from my brain. Like, had no idea the importance of this thing in the story. Mm-hmm. None whatsoever. So that when it gets to that point, I'm like, you got to be fucking kidding me. <laughs> At the time, as a kid, I was probably like, yeah, cool. That's probably how robots work. But when it gets to this point in the movie, I'm just like, oh, no fucking way. No. <laughs> no. It's fucking stupid. But yeah. I, there, was a point in, at, there was a point in time when I was watching this movie where I, I kind of simultaneously went, this is a great movie and also a really stupid movie. Yeah. Simultaneously. Like... Yes. I don't know that I've ever seen a movie more <laughs> skirt between awful and great at the same time. It's it's hard to determine exactly where you're going to fall on it, but so they just they they have to come together as a team and they're just doing a bunch of stuff and and you know personality conflicts and mm-hmm. arguing and blah 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 and no one can get along, no one can take it seriously and everything. So eventually they get to a point where, and I don't think this would ever fucking happen. Not in a million goddamn years. Oh, also, probably we should, like, we take it for granted. Like, uh-huh. like space camp, in case you don't know, yeah. is basically like you go to camp and basically go through astronaut training yes. without actually going to be an astronaut. Yeah. Like, you, they put you in the simulators and all that kind of shit. You do all the, you know, the the, yeah. the rewiring. Stability yeah. things and yeah. everything. You know, Zero G simulator yeah. things. It's all that. I'm just like, because I don't know that space camp's still around. Oh, it is. Okay. Yeah. But a lot of people, you know, the interest, I think, has probably waned a bit over the years. And you get, so you get the Armageddon crash course. Basically. Yeah. Like you're <laughs> you're going through all the stuff. Yeah. So they don't put you in the pool. But <laughs> that's what they sign that sign you up for. Yeah. You know, like and like I said, or like you said, uh, Joaquin Phoenix is like supposed to be in JV space camp right. and is like, this is my third year here. I want to go to real space camp. And finally, they're like, if you mess up once for busting you back down to Little League or yeah. whatever. So, yeah. Yeah. And OK, so. Events that set things into motion before we get to some of the really stupid things. Mm-hmm. Uh, at one point, like Tate Donovan was like, I want to take Leah Thompson over to the launch pad and we can make out. So he arran- he d- gets Jinx to tell him a shortcut to the thing. Well, come bed check time, Tom Skerritt's like, where the fuck is is this guy? And and then Kate Capshaw's like, yeah, she's missing too. And he just, Tom Skerritt barks out, where where are they? And Jinx just explodes out of this closet and gives him up. So because they explain that he's a very literal robot. Yeah, he just does whatever very literally. Tate Donovan comes back and just yells at Joaquin Phoenix, just mm-hmm. like you stay the hell away from me. And Joaquin Phoenix goes running out into the middle of, you know, space camp in the middle of the night and is just bawling his eyes out and just like, I just want to go to space. Mm-hmm. Jinx has heard him say this. Yeah. Also, also, it should be pointed out that like at one point in time, the other kids in the boys dorm. <laughs> yeah. Discovered Jinx that. Also, I don't know, really understand how they're kind of okay with Joaquin Phoenix just kind of absconding with Jinx and keeping him in his closet. Yeah, that seemed strange. Like, hey, this we don't technically use this in space, but it's still probably a multi-million dollar, you know, erector yeah. set robot. However, he does like, just the, take him and said, look what I found. It's the, mine other, now. the other kids like start 
trying to ask Jinx all these things at once and basically overload Jinx's circuits and he like crashes. So Joaquin Phoenix has to rebuild him. And as he does, he apparently um, put in the emotion chip because Jinx starts stops acting a little bit like a robot and starts like Max and Jinx best friends forever. (laughs) Here, half half this heart. I'll wear the other half. Yeah. Here's a bracelet I made. Yeah. It's a slap bracelet. Yeah. So but no, <laughs> no. He just he starts getting a personality, and so when Joaquin Phoenix is crying, Jinx over overhears this, uh, sees it, mm-hmm. and is like, "Jinx will help Max go to space." Yep. He he <laughs> he goes into the control room and logs into the bigger computer mm-hmm. and just puts in the command, "Put Max in space," <laughs> and just <Dot> exe. <laughs> and just starts. Computing all the ways that it could possibly happen. And so this just, he has this thing like where he super expands and starts spinning around and just, you know, super, he's using all his power. Mm-hmm. So, yes, this robot is now putting into play some way to get Max into space. And then luckily, like pretty much the next day, mm-hmm. Tom Skerritt's like, so they're going to test the uh, the engines on the shuttle. Why don't you, why don't you guys sit in it <laughs> while they do that? Which... I don't think so. I don't, I don't, one, I don't think they would put actual astronauts in there. Two, I sure as hell don't think they would put kids in the actual shuttle when they're testing the engines. I just don't. I don't think they'd put kids in the actual shuttle, period, (laughs) in any state. But this was, like, when I heard this, I was like, you gotta be fucking kidding. No. There there are plenty of, all right. (laughs) This is a stupid reason to get them up there. There are plenty of points in this movie where you can go, no, that's fucking stupid. This is what I'm saying. It, it so walks this like razor thin edge between good and bad. Yeah, I like more so than I think any other movie. Yeah, and it's we'll, it's we'll, weird. We'll keep but, going, but yes. But anyway, Jinx is like, okay, this is it. This is the how we do this. Yeah. So how do how do we convince the? How do we make the thing go? They're only supposed to fire one of the booster rockets, right. and it's you know it's all supposed to stay strapped down and not actually have enough propulsion to go anywhere. Right. Um. So but, Jinx fakes this malfunction that yeah. it's going to overheat the one bo- booster and explode if they don't also fire off the other one, thus putting them into space. Right. So he does this, and of course, everyone, including Tom Scared, is like, they're going to blow up on the launch pad if we don't put them into space. At least they have a chance there. Yeah, we got to fucking launch Let them go. <laughs> and goddamn, if it's not a good launch sequence with yeah. like all of the reactions you're supposed to get, yep. <laughs> except for like everyone's like, they're taking off. <laughs> My God. Yeah, yeah, of like, there's like that, like, like, fuck. Yeah. Oh, wait. Yeah, it's yeah. like, we did go. Oh, oh no. Shit. There's kids <laughs> and one children. Astronaut. <laughs> one astronaut and some kids. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, they, they fucking launch mm-hmm. and they're in space. But of course, because like this was all a test and the shuttle was not ready for anything. Mm-hmm. It only had a short range radio on it. So immediately no communication whatsoever. Um, they come to find out they don't have any oxygen. <laughs> yeah, there was one tank of oxygen on the on the yep. thing, which again, is just less enough than what they need to hit their rendezvous point and come back down remotely. So they're just like, we were fucked. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> other reasons why this skirts around being a bad movie mm-hmm. is how we've talked about like action geography in in an action movie, like understanding, you know correctly portraying where people are on the screen and where, and where they're moving to making mm-hmm. sense. Mm-hmm. This has really bad time geography yeah. because they're up there and they're like, wow, we're in space. We're floating around. And then like two minutes later, they're like, well, we'll probably, you know, just come down on autopilot, 
punching the computer. Boop, 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 boop. Oh, we don't have enough oxygen. Simultaneous. NASA's going, boop, 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 boop. They don't have enough oxygen. <laughs> yeah. And then like 30 seconds later, it's like, well, we're down to one hour. Yeah. It's like, what the fuck were you doing? <laughs> I know. Because like they, they almost immediately come up with a plan of like that they're going to launch with the the space station that's being built called Daedalus, mm-hmm. which I don't know. Was that ever a real space station? Was that thing? I don't know. I, I think that got scrapped. It just became the International Space Station. Okay. I don't quite remember. Yeah. I know, I know we talked about building some space station that... Oh, we were always going to build some yeah. cool shit, but... Nah. Anywho, but like, they're just like, well, it's not operational, but they already have some oxygen stored up there. And then, look, I understand things take time and space, mm-hmm. time and space, mm-hmm. equals MC squared, uh-huh. except we're not good at math. Because <laughs> <laughs> oh. we're good at dancing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Ha-ha. Yeah. Here's the connection. Yep, exactly. Uh, <laughs> but, I mean, seriously, they go from like, well, we have 12 hours, which is about an hour shy of you know being able to land and survive, to, well, we should go dock with uh, Daedalus, and then it's like, oh, fuck, we're out of oxygen. Yep. It's like... The fuck took you so long? I know. Like, what were you doing for 11 hours? I know. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, obviously, Kate Capshaw is the one who's going to do the spacewalk to go mm-hmm. out there and get the oxygen. The oxygen is just kind of strapped to various parts of this space station. Like, what the fuck good is that? <laughs> I, they, again, like, okay, so they have this weird erector set thing on the outside of this mm-hmm. space station platform yep. thing. And, yeah, it's like they were like, Let's stick the oxygen tubes right in the center of that. Yeah. No, no human can possibly even get to these, because as Cape Sh- Capshaw finds out, she can't get through the thing to get to the yeah, thing. Yeah, first she's trying to use the little jetpack thing yeah. to get in it. She's like, well, I gotta, I gotta ditch this, and then still... Yeah, she still can't squeeze in there. Now, she's smaller than some other astronauts would be, just by, you know, gender alone, mm-hmm. you one would think, and she can't get in there, so of course they're like... Joaquin Phoenix is like, I'm tiny, I'm small enough. You yeah. send me... Yeah, I'm so all they, be like a leaf on the wind. They, they cinch him into an adult suit uh-huh. <laughs> somehow. <laughs> well, they, they use Kelly. They use Kelly Preston's '80s belt, which when you know those wrapped around your body like six times. It was like forty feet of belt strapping this guy. That was '80s belts. Do you <laughs> not remember this, Chuck? They, oh, like, I do. They, they went around like they did, like from like the bottom of your ass cheek to the yeah. like you know the, your under tit. <laughs> yeah, but like the thing is, is that all all the equipment on the suit is still the same size. There's no reason for this to work whatsoever. Not none. No, <laughs> a little bit. I mean, the the pack is still all the accoutrements on the outside of this thing are all the same. But whatever. All right. (laughs) Okay. So I want to say, like, before Kate Capshaw did this spacewalk thing, there was a point where Kate Capshaw and Leah Thompson are in the the two main seats, Mm -hmm. and Kelly Preston is behind them, and they all come up with these plans, and everything is going well, and all the dudes are made to seem, like, totally fucking useless. And I'm watching this, and I'm like, is this, like the great lost feminism movie or are they just going to save the day and and all the dudes are fucking useless and i I wrote a note saying they're going to fuck this up aren't they they're just going to totally belittle all these women and and make the men save the day which is kind of exactly what they do Mm, well it it becomes a team like everyone has a bit that they do that saves the day but it just seems like there was a point where all the women took control and it was like okay we got this yeah and then along the way all three of them just kind of get varying degrees of like I'm a woman. I don't know, you know, or just knocked unconscious or. <laughs> well, all right. So they, they have this weird character trait between Leah Thompson and uh, Larry B. Scott. Yeah. Where they both at random times in the movie just become completely incompetent. Yeah. Um, and 
And so there's this moment where, I mean, it's skipping ahead to what we were just talking a little bit about, but like whatever they, they've got the oxygen. Yeah, they brought River Phoenix, get, you know, gets through the weird <laughs> maze trellis thing that he had to go through to get the oxygen. Yep. Um. So they get it back, and at one point he time he floats off. So Kate Capshaw has to go rescue him with the little jetpack thing. Um. <laughs> and then like they get it into the shuttle bay, and are like trying to hook it up, and they're like. First off, like, if NASA's shit isn't labeled better than this, like, yeah, I know, like, Th- yes, <laughs> like they open up this panel where there's all the hoses and they're like, grab the blue one, and then she's like, there's three blue ones, and they're all just fucking laying there under. Yeah, and I'm like, they're not in any order. They're not just strapped down. Like, <laughs> yeah, just, this was bad. Yeah, <laughs> this is bad. But anyway, like, they have this argument where it's like it's between Rudy and uh, Catherine, which yeah. is Leah Thompson and Larry B. Scott's character. Yep, and um. Like which hose it is? Like apparently they have one hose they're going to hook it up. The other one's just going to blow them fucking king, kingdom come. One one blue hose will circulate oxygen throughout the cabin. The other blue hose will send it straight into the fuel tanks and they all die. Sure. <laughs> also a bad hose. Don't put that one on on the space shuttle, guys. Like, why would you? Do, what would, what are you putting in there? There's, why is it the same color? <laughs> there, there's a there's a reason we probably scrapped the shuttle thing. They probably went, terrible. It is a silly place. It's so bad. It's a bad design. Yeah. It's very very bad. Anywho, so like <laughs> they fight and finally it's like, you know, Leah Thompson throughout several points in this movie is basically trying to control freak her way through this. Yeah. But they don't really do a good job of like explaining that as part of her character no. personality. It's just they kind of keep doing it. Yeah. Um, and it's not like she really comes to some realization of just like I there is no I in team kind of thing. Yeah. Um, except it's totally there in, in the A. Uh, <laughs> but uh, well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, throughout this, like, she's always wanted to be mission commander. Right. And she keeps getting relegated to pilot. And so she's kind of taken over as mission commander because Tate Donovan is fucking useless Mm because he never paid attention to anything. Right. But eventually he Captain Kirk's up and is just like, I'm the man. You be pilot now. And she's like, yeah, because. All right. So (laughs) they they barely get the oxygen on. Kate Mm -hmm. Capshaw is still floating around trying to wrangle in the other like they're because they're bringing a spare one. They're like, we're not going to fuck around. We're bringing an extra one. Yeah. Um, and simultaneous because they can't communicate, even though NASA is like, I'm sorry again. Like there, I do like this movie, but there are so many fucking stupid things in the, in the, like NASA has a bunch of fucking blinky lights in their control panels and they're not paying attention to all of them. None of them. Cause they've been sending Morse code <laughs> since like the first hour they got up there. Kelly Preston's first idea was, yeah. she was like, what Morse if I, code. what if I flip the switch? They see the switch, yeah. you know, it's, it's long, long range radio. You know, so her, pur- her pur- purpose the entire time is to flip the switch and also panic at anything. Right. Like, we're out of oxygen. Fuck all y'all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I mean, like, it's at Tom, Tom Skerritt's console, too. Like, yeah. he's the one not fucking paying attention. No but, attention um, whatsoever. Yeah. So, like, they're like, well, we're going to auto land them. It's We got a window. They've got oxygen again now. Let's fucking do this. Yeah. And, again, <laughs> NASA knows how long it takes to do things. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, they plug the oxygen thing in. Fucking close the door. Let's do this. Yeah. It's like. Fucking 30 seconds ago, they were just out in space. Yeah, it's like, why hang on. Why don't you give them a minute or two <laughs> to just, make sure they're all inside the bay because you can't actually talk to them. Yep. But no, so they end up closing off like uh, Kate Capshaw outside the, the shuttle bay doors, Hal. Mm-hmm. And and they're all like, oh, shit, we're on like autopilot now. Here's the override switch that we found. And yeah. should we hit it? And Kate Capshaw, who's barely conscious because she blew herself across the thing like because she yeah, turned... trying to hook in the oxygen it it came loose and yeah. fired her into the back of the the launch bay mm-hmm. and slammed her against the wall so she's out and yeah. has various injuries for the rest of the film right um, so like 
she barely is like, just go, it's your only window, yeah. and then f- passes back out or whatever. Yeah. And um, Leah Thompson is in the captain's chair, and she's got her finger on the disengaged autopilot thing, mm-hmm. and she just can't make up her mind, and that's when Tate Donovan's like, oh, fuck this flip manual. Yeah, one okay. second. Yeah, one second left, and they, <laughs> yeah. like, you know, River Phoenix, you're already out there, grab her, and yeah, so they reel her, her in, and so they take a few minutes to like, oh, well, we strapped her down, and she's going to be okay, blah, 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 mm-hmm. and then it's like, they come up with a plan of like alternate landing sites, which again, why NASA? Why no NASA, one in NASA then, thought of yeah, this? But they're like white white sands, New Mexico. We can land there. Yeah, and and for whatever reason, again, because NASA's not paying any fucking attention to the blinky light thing, they could have communicated all this. Yep. Um, and there's no reason why the autopilot couldn't be reengaged to land them there versus Kennedy or whatever. Oh, they, they, were... they missed the, the window. Like, because they took so much time to bring her back in, they missed that window to land. Right, right. So they had to come up but with I'm a saying, new... But I'm saying, they could have, like, if there was a window for landing in White Sands... Oh, there totally was. They just, no one at NASA remembered White Sands. But, uh, right, right. <laughs> what I'm saying is, like, they could have engaged autopilot for the other location. Oh, yeah. Because... Well, they did say something like, we've got to update, we've got to push the software update to White Sands. They haven't done this since 82 or whatever, so... okay. It's sure. it, who, who the fuck knows. Maybe it was it's, written off in the, yeah. like a, a line. But anyway, like they're they strapped her down. Now the kids are going to have to pretty much 100 percent pilot this work together. And you, you know yeah. what's coming like. But OK, so the way the way NASA and the kids get back on the same page is that Kelly Preston has started sending, you know, alternate landing site land in white sands, mm-hmm. blah, 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 through the Morse code thing. Well, Jinx has decided now that because um, Max is going to die. Because he's like, hey, computer, what's the probability of Max living is like 0.0. And he's like, oh, no, best friend may, may not die. <laughs> so he just fucking jets into the co- <laughs> the control room and is just like, Jinx is here to help. And Tom Scared's like, what the fuck? And <laughs> Jinx is like, flashy light. Why did none of you fuckers say this? Just, they're dragging this thing out of there while it's yelling the letters that are coming through the Morse code. And eventually Tom Scared's like, wait, what? And then he's like, white, white, white sands. Yeah. You know, <laughs> New put Jinx down. Jinx, I'm buying you a quart of oil. And Jinx is like, yay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll fuck that oil. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. <laughs> but it's it's so weird that like Tom Scarrett is yelling at NASA security guards to come and take this robot away. Mm-hmm. Get this robot out of here. Yeah, so that's how they get back on the same page and they they have yeah. to do a bunch of manual shit to get in the right orbit or whatever. Sure. Leah Thompson is presented with the same flat spin challenge that yeah. she had in the uh Yeah, it's just immediately it's just like, "All right, stay on target." Oh fuck. I'm off target. <laughs> We're out of control. And then it's like, okay, keep this at 30 degrees or otherwise we're going to burn up. And I don't know how she keeps fucking that up, but she continues to fuck up the angle of descent. But they, they survive. They, they land. Yeah. And then oh. and movie's over. <laughs> I mean, seriously, it's like the second they cross the atmosphere, it's yeah. like we fucking got this now. Like, the, yeah. like hitting the ground is not the hard, hard part, apparently. Yeah. No, they land and then it's just like fade to black and yeah. credits. Like there's no we got to get out of this thing and people are going to come hug us or Mm-mm. anything. None of that. No. no. Yeah. Um, yeah. Space camp. Yeah. I, right. I, I want to point out, like, there's there's one little tiny scene, little bit of business they do in this that made me laugh really hard was late in the movie when they're like coming up with their plan. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix is in one of the lower areas and he's kind of floating up to talk to somebody and they come up with a plan and whoever high fives Joaquin Phoenix and because of lack of gravity, Joaquin Phoenix just goes flying backwards and goes, whoa, <laughs> a little tiny bit of nothing that, you know, but it was it was really clever. <laughs> just yeah. The one thing they kind of played with. 
other other thing to mention, like this has a, a both a real like uh, original soundtrack and real soundtrack, like because it's John Williams doing the original soundtrack. Yeah. Then like plenty of songs you've heard. Yeah. Over the over the other soundtrack, like there's yes. Eric Clapton, there's some Dire Straits, and yes, r- random shit, you know. And none of them are prominent. They're just no. kind of like we're hanging out listening to music, but it's all like you're listening to very popular music. Yeah. But yeah, John Williams doing this soundtrack is strange because I like why? I mean, I know John Williams was free to do whatever he wanted to do, sure. but was was it just like Kate, Kate Capshaw then being married to Steven Spielberg? Yeah. Like, hey, could you go help her out and do a great score for a dumb movie? <laughs> I kind of like throughout this whole thing, I was like really waiting to see Steven Spielberg's name somewhere on yeah. this because like the credit type font you know thing typeface yeah. whatever it yeah. looks a lot like spielberg font yeah. there's a lot of the look feels very much like a spielberg movie even the dumb stupid fucking robot feels very yep. much like a spielberg thing even though it's kind of fucking stupid yep but he's there yeah nowhere the, no, nothing to do with no. spielberg i and mean other, than, other than his wife yeah and mostly written and directed by people who are not associated with yeah so it's like it's weird because I mean this feels like a battery's not included. Like it feels like a thing that sh- should have Steven Spielberg's Spielberg's name presents somewhere on this thing. <laughs> yeah. You know, like everything not Steven Spielberg, but yeah. everything else is like mm-hmm. cinematographer and whatever. But yeah. Anyway, but yeah, uh, yeah, John Williams score. It's it's so it does put you in the frame of mind of Spielberg type movie, obviously because mm-hmm. it's John Williams, but. It's good, don't get me wrong. It's just there's nothing quite thematic about it. There's there's never a moment where you're like, fuck yeah, space camp. You know right. what I mean? It's like there's none of that. So um but you know, I'll take a, a John Williams score over a not. Sure. <laughs> uh I'm trying to think. Let me look at my notes, see if there was anything I pointed out. Oh, I mean we kind of skipped over um Joaquin Phoenix's character is obsessed with Star Wars throughout all this. Yeah. Which further adds a weird John Williams connection to this, but yes, <laughs> I mean, to like one point, he's freaking out and doesn't want to do whatever thing he has to do to save them all. That uh, Tate Donovan has to like get on the and like do the whole like Luke, let go. <laughs> like, yeah, when he goes to do the spacewalk, he immediately comes back to the window and just like, no, let me back in. I don't want to be out here. <laughs> <Yeah>. Leave <laughs> Phoenix scared. <laughs> let me in. Yeah, so he has to do the thing. Mm-hmm. I, this the special effects in this are bad. Really? I, I want to say they're bad. And okay, so this movie's coming out on Blu-ray later this year. Mm-hmm. I kind of want to take another look at it when it does. We kind of couldn't wait because, you know, it's mm-hmm. here now. But like, it seemed like there were very prominent mat lines around almost everything. There, and, there were some, but like, I mean, I... And like weird shadow blocks on things that mm-hmm. I couldn't quite like, it, I don't know. It just seemed weird. Well, I mean, to, but to that point, I was watching this and... Throughout most of it, I was like, did they film, like, were they allowing people to film things on the Vomit Comet at this point? Because, like, their zero G shit was really good. It was. I think that was all. Like, wires? I I think so. It it seemed. I don't know. There's a certain way the Vomit Comet looks. And I want to say that Apollo 13 was the first one to do it. Yeah, I thought so. I mean, I didn't think, like, that was open to the public for a very long time. I I think they were, you know, for for a healthy (laughs) fee. Like, shit, NASA needs some, some more computers yeah i i i don't know i'd be interested to see how they film this but i i want to say like every featurette i ever saw about apollo 13 was always like and this is the first production to film on the vomit again so, i thought it was too but yeah. I, mean, I, I was watching this i was like how the fuck did they do this zero g stuff yeah because i never saw a wire not once no no, no so. i never saw poofy clothes like there was they were erasing a wire yeah and i mean they're doing 
there's complex things, especially when they first wind up in space, mm-hmm. where they're all just like, holy shit, we're in space, let's all go look. <laughs> and they're all just like kind of like dogpiling on each other yeah. in, in a really awkward way, where I was watching this, I was like, I don't think they're really in zero G, or, you know, faked zero G, which is still zero G. Yep, right. But like... <laughs> And how are they doing this without crossing wires or whatever thing they're doing to do this? Because mm-hmm. like they're, I mean, they're almost like laying all laying on top of each other. Yeah, it's, it's and there's a ton of like object grabbing and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And it's just I was always watching that to see like, okay, at what point can they not move this thing because it's on wires? But right, I, all that stuff is good. I yeah. think it's I think it's the outer space stuff that's just like sure shady. There's there's just something wrong with it. And maybe you know this was. I tracked down this DVD at a, at a library and it's out of print and mm-hmm. I just would like to see what the Blu-ray is going to look like. So yeah. movie yeah. itself. I mean, I, I can probably read yeah, it. Go I mean, you're kind of, we're talking about it a little bit technically. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I, this movie is going to be very heavily weighted on the fact that I do have memory. Like, I mean, there were, I, I, I kind of mentioned that there were memories I had from this. Like I very clearly remember, the quasi joke about the space shitter, like the toilet, yeah. like Joaquin Phoenix not wanting to use that <laughs> right. because I mean I think that was the first time I realized like oh shit yeah how how would you pee or do anything in space without mm-hmm. it going everywhere like that was just like a clear clear defining moment in my childhood of like obsession with space where I was like that was a thing I never thought of right you know so I was like oh yeah there's this weird you know Mister Thirsty or whatever <laughs> the fuck they call him <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're right. Um, <laughs> But like, so there's that moment, and then there there is like just the, I I mean I know you just to kind of we were talking just kind of talking shit about the special effects, but the moment when the shuttle bay doors o- open and Kate Capshaw goes like on the on the spacewalk, mm-hmm. or I mean it's part like John Williams music, but it's fucking majestic. Yeah. Oh yeah. And well, it's like, like that character's realization. Mm-hmm. I'm fucking here. I'm doing it. Yeah. The, yeah. That's that's all really good. Yeah. I mean, it's just. There's little moments from this that like I I've just carried with. Like I said, I don't think this was on a regular rotation yeah. when I was younger. Yeah. But yeah, it it just walks this amazing tightrope between almost downright badly written script to like what I think is a pretty good movie. Yeah. Um and it's so bizarre. Like I I'm trying to think of something else that skirts this line as much as this movie does and I I'm kind of coming up blank because I know it's a little bit of nostalgia. It's a little bit of like my weightedness towards space movies in general and mm-hmm. realistic space movies. I, I know realistic is a bad word to use when talking about a fucking robot launches them into space. But I mean, <laughs> once it's there, like, you know, space, like the, the, the notion of gravity is that space wants to fucking kill you. Yeah. And like, we are not supposed to be there. Yeah. And that, that, that realism is what I mean. So, I mean, this movie is gravity light. Like yeah, this is yeah. this is the movie Gravity, but right. with kids. Yeah, and, it's, you a, know. it's Apollo thirteen year olds. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> except they're not because they're older than that. <laughs> I just want to make that I mean, joke. Average age. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I, I. There are a lot of things you can point to this movie and say it's dumb, but I still think it's a movie that needs to be seen, mm-hmm. and I think it's a movie that can be enjoyed as long as you're. Not one, of those, not one of those people who gets so hung up on a detail that it ruins the rest of the thing for you. Right. Because there are no less than five throughout the the run of this movie that you can just look at and be like, that is fucking stupid, therefore <laughs> this movie sucks. But I don't think this movie sucks. I'm going to give it two jocks. Okay. I think, I mean, I, I would recommend it just highly, uh, slightly higher than a barely recommend. Like, it's not the best thing ever, but like there's, 
something really charming about it. Yeah. And, I, and I and I still kind of like this movie. And it's it's about fucking space, man. And it I, is. I, I like space. Yep. Um, I will agree with you on the two jocks. It is. It's one of those movies where I think had we not seen this as kids, if we were watching this for the first time today, we would be like, no, this is really stupid. Fuck the 80s. They've made some stupid shit. Mm-hmm. But because of the nostalgia factor, I think it's it's I'm able to overlook the really stupid things about it. And man, they are really stupid things. Um, there is a huge disclaimer in the closing credits that NASA does not endorse a single thing that happens in this movie, hmm. which is them basically saying we got no robots that are going to launch you into space. Well, it's, and I mean, also I think they could have space just said camp that. is way over there. <laughs> it's not even close. They could have just said that without shitting over the entire thing, I think. But. Yeah, but at least, you know, they lent themselves to it, whereas a lot of times now it just becomes space agency or whatever, you know. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's the majesty of the space program before the space program kind of became nondescript. I mean, where, you know, no one gave a shit anymore. Mm -hmm. Like watching like the, there was a mix of remembering how I felt when the challenger exploded and just the whole majesty, majesty of, of space exploration. And I wish we did more stuff like that, but the whole like launch sequence when they were going up, kind of affected me like here's a thing that we don't do anymore we were awesome there was that thing that happened that was fucking terrible and well, two of them yes yeah but i mean it was just like it was just like a combination of things of, of like sadness and and pride and and all that stuff just being like man you know we do some cool shit sometimes when we put our minds to it mm-hmm. um so, yeah, I mean, it, it is, ostensibly, this movie is about a bunch of kids who want to be astronauts and do cool shit. I cannot fault it for that. Right. I can fault it for it having a silly robot who decides that his best friend has to go to space and then realizing, oh, shit, I'm going to kill my best friend. How do I get him back? Um, so, yeah, the, I, it's amazing that I blocked the robot robot out of my head i mean it is amazing to me that like when that thing rolled into the control room it was like put max in space i'm like oh shit really no <laughs> that's all they got yeah I, I totally didn't remember that it was the fucking robots fault in my brain it. i just thought it was a malfunction and they were like what do we do we got to launch this i don't know but no it was the fucking robots <laughs> fucking robots yeah so don't have robots but uh yeah two jocks that's it, it's it's still pretty good and i i want to see that blu-ray well, mm-hmm. I guess uh, I guess we we got to get on the bus now. Yeah, we, this is over. Say hello, Mata. Hello, Fadas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, we got a big bag of dirty laundry, and uh, I don't know some ant bites. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we should go air our dirty laundry somewhere. Why don't we do that? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, oh, fuck. We've got. Oh yeah, we camp have emails. Oh my Holy god, we shit. have so much correspondence, and here we are about to forget it. <laughs> we uh, <laughs> we begged for it, and then completely, we're not going to read it. It's uh, for idiots. Yeah, we didn't save these for the end. They just all happened to come at the end of this mm-hmm. thing. So we've got some camp emails. People have been sending in their stories, and this first story comes from Adam. Adam says, "Dear Bamfcast." I spent several young summers at the summer camp linked below, which, uh, yeah, there's a link. I'll post that maybe in the show notes. You can just read what it's called, maybe, or is, does he take care of that? Uh, Mowgli's? Mowgli. Like, oh. was it named after Gremlins? <laughs> or the kid from the Jungle Book? 
Oh, Christ. Yeah. What the fuck is wrong with you? I don't you? know. <laughs> Jesus. I'm sorry. All right. Anyway, um, I spent several several summers at the summer camp link below, which I think is quite close to the summer camp in a movie uh, that you discussed early in this miniseries. New England, rural, lakeside, hiking, camping, canoeing, archery, uniforms, military-esque saluting and discipline, Swiss Army knives, campfires, vicious color wars in which he says blue crew forever, red crew sucks, chores, skits in the dining hall, spoon carving contests, and marksmanship ribbons. Hmm. Spoon carving contests. The like, fuck? Is that like a wooden spoon or plastic spoons? Or? Making wooden ladles or something? I don't, I don't know. know. Um, oh, do you, oh, you're trying to carve a spoon. I was th- I was thinking you were carving spoons. Oh, no. Into like shivs or something. <laughs> <laughs> like vicious, he did say mention vicious color wars. Yeah, so I that's thought true. Maybe, Blue crew. Yeah. yeah. Fuck you, red crew. <laughs> Stab. <laughs> Uh, we didn't have a neighboring rival camp or the slob or of the slob or snob variety. Looking mm-hmm. back, I think our uniforms, especially the nicer ones for chapel, would have made us look like the snob camp, mm-hmm. which about which I feel conflicted. But there was a girls camp just across the lake. Or so we were told. Oh. Never in the course of quite a few summers at that camp did I ever see a single girl camp or camper or counselor, a canoe, bus, or van with the name of that camp, or even a t-shirt or bumper sticker to indicate that that girl's camp even existed. I think this was some sort of, I think it was like Camp False Hope. Like, Yeah. Now you I know, kids, I... right across there, there are girls. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just don't go there. No. Now I wonder whether it was just an everlasting joke played by the counselors. I think it was. Uh, Also, one summer, we convinced ourselves that the ghost of a camp cook who died in the 1930s was still haunting one of the older buildings and managed to scare the daylights out of ourselves quite ridiculously. (laughs) I think the counselors must have enjoyed that. Uh, Then there's a link to the camp and cheers, Adam, is what he says. (laughs) So they made up a story about a dead cook and that scared themselves. (laughs) Like, did you guys hear about the, oh, my God, I'm freaked out by this thing oh, you I just did. No, you can totally do that. <laughs> can you? Yeah, well, absolutely. Yeah, you can make up a story and then simultaneously like, be like, oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's very possible. Okay. I'll totally take your word for that. Okay. So we got another one from Seth about summer camp. Mm-hmm. Hey, guys, it's Seth from North Carolina, and I've been meaning to share my experiences of once being a summer camp counselor with you. Uh-oh. Together in the other side of the aisle. Uh-huh. Since you started your summer camp theme. But being that I'm a teacher celebrating the joy that is summer break, summer break, I've been remiss in my duties. Sorry. Without further ado, here we go. One, I worked at a Christian-themed weekly camp in the mountains of, you guessed it, North Carolina. Except for campers staying in our two-week high school program, we rotated campers out every Saturday morning around noon, with the next group not set to arrive for 24 hours. Every counselor had to sign an abstinence pledge, as well as a no-tobacco-alcohol agreement. Okay. (laughs) These stipulations were strictly enforced throughout the week, and many counselors who were engaged or likewise dating were kept apart, often working in completely different areas of the large camp. Life pretty much trudged on one day at a time. Two. And then the kids went home, and Saturdays turned into an orgy of drunken sex celebrated with copious amounts of drinking and smoking. This camp was not too far from Asheville, if that helps your imagination. Is Asheville like the... Oh, it's a hippie-ass little town. Is it? Okay. I think he's probably saying there might have been some other things there, too. Oh, I see. Yeah. Of course, we had to leave the grounds to escape the supervision of our adult commandants, but there was a seedy hotel, not a stone's throw from the official campgrounds. 
The manager of the hotel was a rather creepy fellow, but he offered cheap beds, air conditioning, and an I-don't-check-ID attitude that we all appreciated. I learned quickly in my first year to truly appreciate Saturdays and to not leave the hotel rooms in a terrible mess. Don't take a dump where you eat, you know? Also, please don't take dumps in hotel room beds, please. (laughs) Three, every Sunday morning found all of the younger college-age counselors like myself driving back to the campground early to take a quick shower before we were expected to be at camper orientation around 11 a.m. One of my favorite memories involves our head male counselor, Chip, continuing to play our camp's theme song on guitar while he quietly barfed over the backside of our stage. He never missed a note. (laughs) Oh, that was Chip Tunes. (laughs) The birth of Chip Tunes. That about does it for me. Camp was hot. Mosquitoes were terrible. Sunburns ruined days at a time, and the food was barely edible. Oh, and the head cook was certifiably nuts, but I can't remember a time where he tried to seduce a can of green beans. Sorry for the long email, but I know you guys were asking for some real camp experience. Crash and burn, Seth. <laughs> maybe this head cook was the one who died at the other camp. Yeah, and... maybe he was a ghost the entire time. <laughs> you guys should talk and mm-hmm. change exchange information. Okay, uh, Yuri. Oh, oh, we have he, more. Wow. Yeah, Yuri is So here. many stories. I know. Um, he wants to talk about Corey Feldman. <laughs> oh, of course he does. <laughs> From last week uh, about Meatballs 4. Uh, oh, man. Corey Feldman's Michael Jackson thing. I can totally see Corey having a bunch of people around him telling how he's awesome and how he can do no wrong. But I think these people should have said something. <laughs> you see, I don't think Meatballs 4 was the dream come true Michael Jackson highlight moment of his life. No, it was when he got to perform his song on Howard Stern's TV show in 1992. This is when the yes men around Corey should have stepped in and said that maybe this isn't such a great idea. But I'm sure Corey Feldman genuinely was thinking that getting to perform his song on TV for the guy who was at the time the hottest radio guy around was the thing that was going to launch his musical career in a big way. But it ended up being comedy gold. You must have seen this, right? And it's a link to the YouTube video, which I saw for the first time when I was trying to see if his Meatballs 4 scene was on YouTube. And mm. yeah, holy shit, this thing. We'll we'll put a link to it in the show notes, but okay. uh, it's a little frightening. <laughs> but it's Corey Feldman morphing into Michael Jackson and thinking he's a pop star. And it's a really dumb song. So, okay. Um, yeah. So we got some camp stories and we got some Corey Feldman stories. That's better than I could have expected. It is true. <laughs> it's interesting that the two um, camp stories were religious camps. Oh, was the first one? Yeah. I didn't really get get that. Yeah, I think so. I thought I just heard it was slightly militaristic with saluting and stuff. Oh. I don't know. Yeah. Well, but yeah, I guess that's it. Yeah. Camp is still, done. Still never went to a camp. Yeah. I mean, I think maybe, maybe I went to like a two or three day thing. That's, that's nothing. Exactly. That's I a mean, field trip. Yeah. I think it was more like camping trips with like Boy Scouts, Cub Scouts, but it's Florida, so yeah, anything more than four days and you might die. Although we were talking to Mackie, Mackie seemed to indicate that he went to some camp, some that's, Boy Scout camp or something. That's true. For a long time here in Florida, so mm. maybe we'll get him on at a later date to tell some camp stories. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, camp is done. Uh, next week is July. Uh, and we've got a theme for July that we hope you enjoy. We hope we enjoy. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, we'll see how that goes. We we don't want to spoil it now? We don't want to share? I mean... No. Made it to the end, you don't... All right. You want to? Why not? I mean, I figure if you made it to the end of all our rambling for this, you Um, you, you can know. Yeah, uh, Christmas in July. Uh Uh-huh. It's a thing. 
I think it's a retail thing. I don't know exactly where that thing started, but uh, it's just the halfway point. Yeah, we're uh, we're gonna watch a bunch of Christmas movies, and we're probably gonna watch all the Christmas movies that all the other shows do around Christmas time mm-hmm. that we always avoid because we're like, ah, everyone's doing that. We're gonna do it now. <laughs> There's a couple I've actually always wanted to see that I've never seen. Yeah, because I like sometimes like pain. I guess. Yeah, um, we've got a lineup, and it's pretty good (laughs) it's on paper i mean you know we watched that fred claus movie and we're like this is gonna suck and then we're like that was pretty good so we might this might be okay uh celebrate lunar christmas uh uh-huh we've we've limited the amount of tim allen so we're not gonna go crazy on the tim allen that's good but yeah so that'll be that'll be all throughout the month of july christmas in july come back to bamfcast extra and we will keep you nice and cool with snow and presents and santa mm-hmm. and we'll watch which santa you're probably buddies. already getting if you're in the lower parts of the southern hemisphere yeah maybe not the santa part but oh snow and stuff well you know whatever mm-hmm. <laughs> celebrate whatever you have uh and if you've got more camp stories go ahead and send them in bmf at bmfcast.com if you've got uh summer christmas stories you can send those in too i don't care whatever just just talk to us yeah we're lonely we are And we would like to hear from you. So uh, until next week when Christmas starts. Yeah, I'm Chuck. And yeah, (laughs) I'm Harlow. I don't know. This is Fatcast Extra. Out. Are you ready for the summer? Are you ready for the summer? Are you ready for the good times? Are you ready for some love and fun?